Welcome to Charleston Church Down East Weekly Podcast. For more information about us, visit charlestonchurch.net. We hope you enjoy this message. Hello, everybody. It's so good to be home. So this area is like, I don't know if you've all been to Charleston, Maine. Is there anybody that hasn't been? They're just, my, they're helping me. You'll understand this later. <laughs> okay. Um, who hasn't been to Charleston, Maine? Raise your hand. Let me see. Oh, you're missing it. I want you to know it's way prettier than this area. It's not. Not even close. It's like this. This is like, I drive, and we didn't have time this morning because my sister was driving, and she kind of took a wrong road. So we always stop every time. I stop at that little area and take a picture. It's, so we will do that on the way home, even though I have 500 pictures of that little area. But um, this area is... Wow, I just love it. Charleston is swamps, it's, mm, but it's where God called us, and I'll be faithful there. So, um, so it's just good to be home. I want you to know that you have um, a whole staff in Charleston that we pray for you every week. Every week. We, we get together with Pastor Joel and Pastor Carrie, and what's funny is I know everything that's going on here. So I know who's coming. I know what God's doing. I know, like, I hear testimonies every week of what God is doing here. So if I haven't met you, I want to meet you, okay, after church, because Charleston Church is just, just the mother, right? Like, that's, it's just another church that is connected here. And, and we're so happy about this church. I want you to pray for something. We want another church. So we have been praying over an area, and we, we're just praying for it. And sometimes a door opens, and sometimes you've got to push the door a little bit. So we're kind of in the midst of this crazy year. We're pushing, and we are believing for our next campus. So we have a Charleston church, Charleston church down east, and I don't know the next name, but we're going to have another church we're believing this year. Amen? And that will be part of you. So it's exciting. It's exciting. So if I haven't hugged you, I want to hug you. I'm a hugger. And if you're not, I won't hug you. It's okay. Okay? My husband is not a hugger, but I am like, hello, bring it in. So, um, So that's just how it is. Oh, trust, he does hug me, just like to let you know. So uh, I have my sister Tammy today, stand up, and my daughter Macy. She's a PK. She just sat there and smiled, and it's, it's all good. So we want you to know that Pastor Joel and Pastor Carrie are away today. Obviously, you know that. But they love you, and they're just excited what God's doing. How many of you love them? Yeah. I love that. I love that. So they're just, I'm telling you, every week Pastor Joel comes, 
he gives me the visitor cards and we look at them, we pray for them, and we're just so thankful what God's doing. So today, I'm going to preach, I can't remember the name of my message, it's going to come up, Jars of Faith. I'm like, oh my word, I didn't write it on the top, I don't know. But there it is, hallelujah, thank you Pastor Paul for making that for me. So jars of faith. So if you want to turn to your Bible, Exodus 16, Exodus 16, Exodus 16, amen. This is something the Lord gave me um, a little bit ago, and what was really awesome about this, that he actually, I know that you believe in this, so um, sometimes you have to be careful how you word things because people, but I know you believe it. The Lord woke me up in the night and just said, there's enough manna for them then. There's enough manna for us now. So I'm going to explain what manna means, but whatever you need today, you can leave with God helping and touching you, your family, whatever you need. You don't have to leave. When you walk out that door today, if you have a need right now, God can meet it before you get to that door because he's done it for me. Amen? Okay. Let's read together verse 11 through 18. You all know that I fight age, but hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the Israelites' complaints. How many of you have been around a few Christians that complain, complain? Get away from it if they do. Say, I'm sorry, I don't have time. Now tell them in the evening you will have meat to eat. Somebody say meat. meat. Woo! The Father's Day, you'll be getting some of that to go home with men. It's a little bit of a steak going on you're going to get. So, and in the morning, just the men. Because women, you can go buy your own steak. It's going to be Father's Day. So, you, <laughs> yes, we got a cup. Um, you will have all the bread you want. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening, vast numbers of quail fell and covered the camp. The next morning, the area around the camp was wet with dew. Then the dew evaporated. A flaky substance as fine as frost blanketed the ground. The Israelites were puzzled when they saw it. What is this? They asked each other. They have no idea what it is. And Moses told them, it is food the Lord has given you to eat. These are the Lord's instructions. Each household, say household, should gather as much as it needs. Pick up two quarts for each person in your tent. So I'm just going to sidetrack here for one minute. There is enough for you and every family member. Every family member. That's what the Bible says. It's not just me and not my family. There's enough for every one of you. Amen? These are the Lord's instructions. Oh, did I already read that? Yes. I don't know where I am, but I'm going to start right here. So the people of Israel did as they were told. Some gathered a lot, some only a little. But when they measured it out, everyone had enough. Those who gathered a lot had nothing left over, and those who gathered only a little had enough. Each family 
had just what it needed. And then if you go down to verse 32, it says, Then Moses said, This is what the Lord commanded. Fill a two-quart container of manna to preserve it for your descendants. Then later, generations will be able to see the food I gave you in the wilderness when I set you free from Egypt. Amen? Let's ask the Lord to bless this time together. Lord, I'm so thankful for Charleston Church down east. I'm so thankful for the miracles you're doing here. But God, I don't believe we've even touched what you're going to do in this community. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have chosen today to remind us of your miracles that you do in our families. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I want to talk to you about jars of faith. You know, the Lord gave the family members instructions there's never a time in your life that god will not instruct you he gives instructions in different times in good times and in bad times he gives instructions it's when you follow jesus you can do it every day knowing that he's going to help you knowing that he's going to be with you knowing that there is enough of what you need. My first point is there's enough manna for today. Now, I don't know what manna looks like. So I got cotton balls. So this is not manna. Don't try to eat it after. It's just cotton balls. So, but I want you to know there's enough manna for today. I want to start out with just telling you just a little bit about the Israelites. Now, what they had to do, they left. Now, we, we've all gone through different things in life. We've all been through different things. We've all had different family stuff, right? Come on. Let's be a yes. Hello. But there's something about this. I don't think anybody has gone through this. They had to leave slavery where somebody owned them. Somebody told them what to do. Somebody provided for them, probably beat them and whatever else. They had to leave that. And then they had to come to the place where they had to trust God. They had nobody owned them anymore. They had to learn to have that personal relationship with Jesus. When you meet Jesus and you begin to depend on him, it's personal. It's personal. Like I, it's personal. God cares about everything. Everything. And it's personal. There's enough manna for today. They had to change their mindset. You know, when you come to Jesus, you got to change a few things that you think, right? Because this world is crazy. It's crazy, but you have to learn the way that God tells you, how God tells you to live, how God tells you to think, how God tells you to act, what God wants you to do. It's personal. I know my daughter Macy. I know different things about her, and she knows different things about me because we know each other, and it's personal. When you meet Jesus, it becomes personal. 
He doesn't want it just to be, oh, for this person, you've heard what he does for them. No, he wants to do it for you. It's personal. I love that in that scripture, there's enough for today. I have had to learn to trust God for today. I can't think about six years down the road because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know. But I know if I trust him for today, then he'll help me today. He has enough for, you know better than sitting in the front row if you don't want me to pick on you. You know that. You know me. Come on, Shane. There's enough for today, Shane. There's enough for today. Whatever you are doing tomorrow, there's enough for tomorrow. Whatever you need, there's enough because it's personal. It's personal. There's enough for today. Hallelujah. I've seen him in dark times, but when I trust him, I can promise you there's enough for today. When I wake up in the morning, I don't say, oh my goodness, I don't know if I'm going to make it through today. No, I say there is enough for today. Whatever I need, there's enough for today. Amen? There's enough for today. There's enough for today. Whatever your son needs, there's enough. Whatever your business needs, there's enough. Whatever your children need, there's enough. Whatever you need, if you need peace, there's enough. Whatever it is, there's enough. Whatever there is, there is enough. It's that relationship with God. One thing that he taught them in these instructions, if you'll study, is that, and you obviously know this, it's like a holiday weekend and you're in church, so I'm speaking to the wrong people. I should come back next week. That My church too, yeah, yeah. So, but Sabbath day is not a regular day. The Sabbath day is a different day. If you read what he taught, in this, in Exodus, it says Sabbath day is different. Every day they would go out and get this manna off the ground. And they would have enough for their family. But God taught them all the way back then that if Sabbath day, you don't pick up anything. Sabbath day is different. On the next day before Sabbath, you get a little extra. And there will be enough because he was training his people that Sabbath day is my day. It was God that said in the Ten Commandments, the Sabbath day is holy. This is God's day. This is why we get together. This is why we worship. This is why we raise our hands and praise God because the Sabbath day is not like Monday. It is not like Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. It is different. It's the Sabbath day. He had to teach that to them. They didn't know that before. So the Sabbath day is different. And we need to teach our next generation that. Now, you know Pastor Paul. He's been here, preached. Um, he has four children. And the youngest one, I think Sammy might have came last time he preached. Sammy, 
is uh, all their children are tremendous. I love children. But that Sammy, he's got like a little extra kick in him. And I love it. Like he's like a little spicy. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, he's got a little extra. He's given them a run for it. Okay. It's the baby. That's I'm the baby. I had a little bit of extra spice in me. I still do have a little extra spice. So um, when Sammy was sitting in the front row on a Sunday night, you'll see him next Sunday night at six o'clock in Charleston. He was sitting in the front row. His parents had taught him that the Sabbath day was a different day. So he was sitting in the front row and his parents were on the stage doing worship and and I know I should have been paying attention, but he is so entertaining <laughs> that I sat in the front row for many reasons because then I can I can't I have to focus because that's my personality. I'm like, woo, you know? Um and so Sammy was sitting in the front row and he was worshiping the whole time, his hands up because he was taught that we're to worship God. And we don't do this because we want to just get arm muscles. We do this because God says, lift up holy hands. There's something about surrendering to God. And he was in the front row, and, and he was just getting tired. I mean, he was probably four at the time, and it was exhausting. You know? And so all of a sudden, he put his hand like this. He was trying to keep, he wanted to keep praising. He knew that he needed to praise, but it was tiring. And there's something about it. Paul and Heather had taught him, Sunday's a different day. Sunday when we come and we sit, is this yours, honey? That's yours. When we sit, I'm touchy, so hello. I'm Darcy. Hi, Megan. So when they sat in church, uh, Sammy found out about Jesus, and he began to worship Jesus, and he began to praise Jesus, and he was determined, even if he got tired, that the Sabbath day was different. And I thought, couldn't we learn from that little boy that no matter how we feel, we're here to worship Jesus. We're here to lift our hands. We're here to praise Jesus because he can change anything. Amen? Amen? Amen. This is my final point, my longest point, and my best point. Okay? So be with me. I like it when you were right with me. So this is the jars of faith. There was something about manna. There was something about the miraculous that God did. Now, what he told them to do was he wanted them to put manna in a jar. And he said, so you can show the next generation. Some of you need to remember of the miracles that God has done before. Some of you just need to remember, you've kind of forgotten what he's done. 
and how he's helped you. But you need to stir some faith and remember what he's done for you. And you need to just put him in a jar. And then all of a sudden, sometime, you're going to be with your kids and they're going to be saying something or you're going to be with your grandchildren and you're going to be saying, I don't fear that. You know why? Because I remember, Gene, what he did for me before. He'll do it again. My God is so faithful that he's done so many things before. He certainly will do it again. I know that my God has many more miracles for here. I was thinking about a time I, I came here and preached. And I remember that you, you've changed sides. Like, wow. You were sitting over here. And I think the seats were a little different set up. And you had been in the hospital. And you were so yellow. And you were sitting like in the second row right here. And we prayed for you. And I looked at you today and I thought, wow, may we never forget. May we never, never forget of the miracle in our front row. May we not forget of the miracle where they gave you this and said that. But look at you today. I mean, no yellow, no nothing. You're feeling tremendous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's some jars of faith in this room. There's some things that he's done. I look at Dana, and I think, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You shouldn't be alive. They said you wouldn't be. Stand up. Turn around. I'm alive. I can tell you my God is not done here. He's not done. I begin to think this morning of some different miracles that God has done. I know some of your history. Hey, I, I'm, it's history. It's over. It's over. I just, when I see you, I just see a jar filled with miracles. I don't see all that. I see, I see some people that need what you have that are going to get it. Amen. I just see some miracles. I see some things God's going to do and things that he is about to do. I mean, I begin to look around. And I see, I can't think of your name. Dear Lord, it left me. The loudest person here. Come on. I mean, he, lo he looks at me like, what are you talking about? I mean, I don't know if you know this, but you're a little loud. And I love it. I love it. I think, I think of what you've been through. And the roads you've been on, and I even think this year, what you've been through. I'm so sorry to the TV cameras. I never stop moving. It's just who I am. But I think what you've been through, 
But I think there are so many miracles that God has done. He came to remind you today that he's got some more miracles to do. Do not get sidetracked. Do not begin to think of the bad times, but begin to look back and see the good things. And remember that I am not done. I have more to do. I have more miracles for you. Do not get sidetracked. Don't let weariness come on you because your strength will be renewed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Uh, two Sundays ago, uh, on a Sunday morning in Charleston, we were having an altar call, and honestly, people were, people were getting saved. We weren't praying for the sick. We weren't praying for any of that. We were just praying. There was several getting saved, and we did not know this happened until the night uh, a guy inboxed us in our church. His last name is Ruby, and and they're just, they travel an hour and a half to church every Sunday because they have recognized that the Sabbath day is a different day. And he actually was up praying for somebody that just gave their heart to the Lord. And as he was praying for somebody else, so you don't always have to be thinking about your jars. Sometimes you got to think about other people's jars. We can be so focused on our empty things that we don't remember the full things. We can just sit here and look and think, wow, this is going on. I got some bitterness I got to work through. Because I can tell you, I know some Christians got some bitterness to work through. Because when you're a Christian, you can't have bitterness because it's the opposite of Christ. Amen? Amen. So he wasn't sitting at the altar thinking about all the things that he needed. He was just thinking about this man that was giving his life to the Lord. And I can't explain it. I don't even understand it. Because I don't think we can really understand God. But as he laid his hand on this new man to come to Jesus, something happened to his body. I didn't even know that he struggled with this because he's fairly new to our church. But he said that he'd been to Boston Hospital. He'd been everywhere. He spent over $100,000 to fix his back personally, not with his insurance. And they have done in all kinds of different work, but they say, I cannot fix it. But as he laid his hand on somebody else something came through to him and it healed his body it took every bit of pain out of his body i can't explain it but there is enough manna for anything that you need and all of a sudden he said i begin to think my goodness my pain is gone my pain's gone and he wrote us that night and said i it happened while I was praying for somebody else. Help us to begin to pray for other people, and the Lord helps us. He's so good. He's so faithful. 
He went to the physical therapist this week just to trick him, I think. <laughs> and he was sitting there, and his case was so bad that they, they actually sent another specialist in. Yeah. So he had two people in there, and there's, they said, okay, I want you to, we want to do this test on you. <laughs> he was ready. And he began to do things he hadn't done for years. And they said, he said, do you believe in miracles? That's what Ruby said. Do you believe in miracles? And those two doctors said, we do now. We do now. We do now. I don't know. We do now. There is a miracle working God that there's enough whatever you need. He can take things that you've been through and he can just erase them. <laughs> Not that they didn't happen, but that you don't have to think about them. There's healing for your bodies. There's healing for your mind. There's healing for every finances. If you need healing in your finances, I can promise you I've experienced it. There is enough. I do, I do tithes and offering. I do that announcement every week at church almost. But I'm going to use yours. There are blessings from God. And if you haven't experienced it, you need to try it. Because my God says all of your needs. I can meet all of your needs. All of your needs. All of your needs. All of your needs, all of your needs, all of your needs. I don't know what you need, but I know somebody that knows everything that you need. And he is willing that he can meet every need, everyone. I felt your faith. I got it, she says, and I'm sharing it. He's a good God. He's a good God. And whatever you need, he has it. I want to share this scripture as uh, Danny, if you want to come up and uh, Hannah, come up. I have this scripture I, I want to read to you. It's in Psalm 71. This is my scripture. I have different times that I have different scriptures for myself, but this is mine lately. Oh God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood. And now I constantly tell others about the wonderful things you do. Now I am old and gray, I'm not either. I know, why'd they put that there? <laughs> to, to mess me up. Do not abandon me, oh God. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation. Your mighty miracles to all who come after me. I've made a decision that everybody that I minister to, everybody that comes after me, I just want them to see the miracles of God. I don't care about that name 
Pastor Darcy and all the different titles. I just want the people that walk behind me to see God. I just want them to see the miracles that he's done and the miracles that he's going to do. There's some miracles for you. I don't know you. I've heard about you. Joe's told me. But I just want you to know that God's got some more miracles for you. He's done a lot, but he hasn't even done a quarter of what he's going to do. My God's got some blessings for you that he's going to pour out on you. Some things that you've prayed for that you don't even say out loud. God is about to do them. God's about to, it says he pours blessings. He doesn't just give us a little. He gives us enough and more. Can I pray for you? What's your name? Okay, can you stand up? I just want to, I'm so sorry. But I feel like there is something changing in whatever you need, honey. He's going to do it. I thank you for this couple. You married? Yes, okay. I thank you, Lord, for them. I have never met them, but you know them, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for sending them to Charleston Church. And I pray every need that they have, that you begin to pour on them. I pray every single thing that they need, that they've been praying about, I pray you do it. I pray healing. I pray restoration. I pray for vision. I pray, Lord, that you pour your Holy Spirit on them. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, there is more than enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's more than enough in the name of Jesus. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Will you stand with me? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you just raise your hands right now and just ask the Holy Spirit to touch whatever you need? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray in the name of Jesus, you see every need. And God, you care about every need. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you begin to move in this area. I pray, I thank you, God, that you do miracles, you do signs, and you do wonders. That means you do more than we can even imagine. I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that you're such a personal God, that you know our personal needs. But, Lord, you don't just know them, you meet them. And I thank you, God, what you're going to do and the miracles that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. If you want to connect with us, don't hesitate to visit us in person at our Down East location in Sullivan, Maine. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Have the best week you've ever had.